Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. Welcome, everybody. So glad to have you here. It is Sunday, July 20th, and I don't know, almost a full house. Four of a kind here today at Satellite Sisters. I'm Leon Dolan in Pasadena, California. But everybody but our cute as a button big sister Julie is here. <laughs> she she is at a baby shower. Liz Dolan is in Santa Monica, California. Good morning, Liz. It's good here. I got a heavy marine layer here, Liam. But other than that, it looks like it's going to be another delightful Sunday in Santa Monica. Yes, yeah, Sheila in South Pasadena. We have a cooling trend out here in our neck of the woods too, don't we? Oh, definitely. I did not have the AC on last night, Leanne, so I feel good. And then, Monica, where are you? Are you in Portland or Bend or on the road I'm in between? I'm in Portland. Got a busy busy day yard work ahead of me. Uh, Renting a wheelbarrow. <laughs> about that. Okay. Wow. wow. Rent- well, we'll get right through this show then because you got to go do some barrowing out there. And- Ten dollars, so I'd like to get my money's worth on the wheelbarrow. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we do have a busy show. We had a written request for a cozy couch this week, and Sheila has delivered. She promises a cozy couch. Monica's here with a movie review. I saw the same movie too, so we're going to talk about Begin Again. Um, boy, we have some really hard-hitting news stories here. We're going to um, discuss Whole Foods as we often do. <laughs> some products. <laughs> And uh, my upcoming trip to Comic-Con, some alarming strategies I've seen online. Um, But first, obviously, it feels like uh, the biggest story of the week certainly, of course, is Russia. What's happening in Russia, the plane shot down over the Ukraine, and also what's happening in the Gaza Strip. But it does feel alarming, doesn't it, Liz? Wouldn't you say the temperature of the world feels a little alarming right now? Yeah, there was just a lot of bad and sad news this week, you know, because what's happening in Israel and the Gaza Strip is incredibly alarming. It's just so sad that that continues to go on and on. And you see people on both sides getting killed, both military people and civilians. And so that that is just a heartbreaker. But then the Ukraine uh, plane shoot down of Malaysia Airlines. First, can we say Malaysia Airlines? I know. Uh, I, I mean, feel, I know. I feel terrible for the. They said the, yeah. the the people who work there are just like sad and depressed and just. I, it's just, awful. It just must be awful. I had a long conversation with a friend the other night about it. She's convinced these two events are actually related. It never dawned on me that they could be related. Really, I just thought it was incredibly bad luck. But I don't know what you guys think about that. But the but that was my that, first thought. It was my first thought. Actually, really, yeah. That they were related. Yeah. But oh. it, it made, it's looking like it turned out to be a complete accident uh, right. that this plane was shot down. So maybe not. But it was my first thought. Right. Well, not necessarily an accident, but I know what you mean. Right. The, uh, so, so a lot of people uh, in the Satellite Sisterhood, of course, turned to our our Russian expert, Julie Dolan. And if she wasn't being cute as a button today, uh, you know, if you have to put yourself in Julie's situation, you can either come on Satellite Sisters and comment on the Russian separatist shoot down of Malaysian Airlines um, uh, commercial jetliner, 
Or you can go to the baby shower you've been planning for weeks and weeks and weeks <laughs> for your daughter-in-law with the cutest button theme. So it's pretty clear what she did, right, Leanne? She- right. She did do that, but she was able to weigh in just a little bit on the Facebook page and um, because people immediately turned to Julie to see what she had to say. First, Sarah Hoffman remembered that Julie had said earlier in the summer, months ago, she said, see where Russia is by the end of the summer. And the, the end of the summer will be telling. And Sarah, you're right. Sadly, it's not even the end of the summer yet. But Julie responded. She was she was grateful for all the nominations people had mentioned about president or pope in the same day. People wanting Julie to step into either, either one of those roles. <laughs> but she had two things to say about the terrible plane bombing. When living in Moscow, I was told by a Russian in the know that nothing happens in Russia that doesn't start in the Kremlin. Accident or not, this started in the Kremlin. And two, there's nothing separate about the Russian separatists. They are taking their orders orders from Moscow. So those were Julie's written thoughts, and she'll be here on Tuesday to talk more about it. You know, and that second thing really got me because I think that's right. I think when you watch the news coverage, you feel like there's this rogue band of guys out there. But then all of the information that's come out in the last two or three days about the sophistication of this weapon, the fact that they clearly had to be trained by uh, by Russian professionals, that the Russian intelligence forces were involved. And now that they've they've moved those that missile battery apparently back out of the town where it was, that's... Um, that's all very alarming. And yes, Julie was right to predict that things were going to get worse before they got better. And that, that Vladimir Putin has this sense of, you know, destiny that they're going to, uh, take Ukraine back. But let's talk about me for a moment. Okay. Mm. Because, um, for as sympathetic as I am to all of the people who lost people this week, it did dawn on me that next week, uh, next week, I'm actually circumnavigating the globe, sisters, and this is a this is a complete accident that I literally am flying around the world from one side of the world all the way around the other around the backside and then back again because in my crazy life, uh, you know, when you're associated with the National Geographic Channel, I guess you just have to. You just know you're going to be going places all the time. So, so, so just go where there's ge- geography. Wherever just go, there's it's geography. It's a lot of geography. So, <laughs> so ne- next week I'm actually going to a meeting in Guatemala, but then the following week I need to be in India. So if so, I'm going directly from Guatemala City to New Delhi. Well, directly would be an exaggeration. I'm I'm going in the same direction towards India from Guatemala. But when all of this happened the other day, I thought, uh huh, I wonder where I fly over, uh, like on that kind of a trip. And I fly from Guatemala to Miami, from Miami to London, and then when you're going from London to India, here's your flight path. So it's UK, Germany, Poland, Ukraine, Ukraine, Mm. Russia, Mm. Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, Turkmenistan, Afghanistan, Pakistan, and India. Oh, wow. Can you send a sub? (laughs) (laughs) As they would say in the teaching biz, call in a sub for that day. No, it's really like, you know, I've never really thought about it in that way before. I mean, you generally know you're flying over a hot zone, but it's just the, the, the scale of the tragedy this week to think that someone would consciously shoot down a commercial jetliner. Right. 
it's just the one thing you, that I never really worried about. No, like, at 33,000 feet. Yeah, yeah, you just don't. Yeah, I, I didn't even know there were weapons that could do that. No, no, me neither. So I did do a fair amount of looking this up online in the last couple of days. What's and- a train looking like for that route? <laughs> what is a train? What is the alternative route? The passage to India. How did those people get there? Yeah, that's when you get on an elephant <laughs> and there's some kind of Khyber Pass involved, I believe, in that trip. Um, could be cold there, Liz. Yeah. Khyber Pass. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I don't mean to to be um, flip about it, but just to make the point, a lot of people are flying over these countries all the time. And this does feel like a total game changer in your list of worries that, you know, you think you figure, okay, I'm flying from London to India. It's kind of a big deal, but I never really thought about getting shot at ever I know. Right. In, right. in any kind of a trip. You know, you just don't, I just don't think about that. And it's not just me. It's, you know, millions of people flying around the world all the time. So that's what makes it even worse to me that now there's this idea, you know, and Julie used to talk about this all the time, just sort of loose, loose nukes and loose weapons and from the former Soviet Union that are out around and not part of the world. It's one of those kind of wonky foreign policy things that people talk about all the time mm-hmm. on the news, but real people never care about it. Well, here's kind of why now all of a sudden real people have to care about it. You really need to know who has what out there. Um, anyway, I'm sure I'll be fine. I am not concerned. I'm sure that every airline, I will be on British Airways, FYI, and um, I'm sure they've made any adjustment they feel is appropriate for staying out of the danger zones. But it's just it's just one more very, very mm. sad, sad thing. So... She, uh, Sheila, does this mean you pretty much will not be leaving the cozy cottage? Is this is this put an end oh, to your? Oh, I, I, I'm never, I'm never going, I'm never going in the air again. No, I worry about you, Liz. I thought about you. Obviously, it's a tragic story, but I think about you flying all over the world, and you know, I, 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 I am concerned. Yeah, thank you. But thank I you, just but... wanted to let let you know that. I mean, my attitude has always been. What of the what are the chances that it's going to be you, right? And the chances are pretty slim. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there are some stories in this Malaysian airliner of people that like barely missed the plane or barely made the plane or their family I, that lost like a son and daughter on the first plane and then yes. a step granddaughter and her husband on the I second. I mean that that's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, the world, you started with this thought, Leanne, I'll just end with this thought. The world is a very dangerous place and it's, you know, it's very sad that you have to think about all these kinds of things that, um, that you never really worried about before. Mm -hmm. So there you go. I'm, I'm off around from India. I go to Hong Kong and then back to Los Angeles. So you see, I literally, I'm going completely around the world. (laughs) You are. I don't know. That's on the upside. That's a lot of miles. It is a lot of miles. <laughs> uh, anyway, there you have it. That's my that's my itinerary. Should you be interested in tracking me online in any way? All right. So from right. the world to Monica's neighborhood, Monica, what's happening in the neighborhood there? Well, Lee, and I think you'll be pleased when I tell you this. I have some good news, some bad news. Uh, my neighbor of ten years is moving out. And he's moving out this weekend. He's oh, the guy next door? The guy next door. Okay. So he told me he sold his house. 
now it has been on the market for four years there's been a for sale sign out front and i the the bad news is he's a really really solid neighbor he's very quiet there's no loud music there's no parties um we kind of keep to ourselves that's monica's definition (laughs) i know i was like well, yeah, he's not a frat boy. Yeah, he's not a frat boy. There are no raves going on in the backyard. There's never been a rave over there. Kind of keep to ourselves. He has helped me out a few times, and I've helped him out when he had a dog. I used to walk his dog, feed his dog. So he's been a very good neighbor. But at the same time, uh, he's kind of let the place go. Yeah. And yeah. Leon, I think you've noticed that. <laughs> well, I, well, I suggested a giant hedge. I suggested a hedge for you, Monica. Right. And mom suggested I just get some more fencing and just sort of fence them out. But uh, that didn't happen. So he he has kind of let the place go. And uh, the place is now, it's really a wreck. So uh, the good news is he sold it to, he told me he sold it to a developer. And he described the guy as a house flipper. Oh, okay. Okay. The house flipper is going to come in and flip it around. You know, he's going to completely remodel the house and I guess sell it for a lot more money than it's worth now, which is good. It's good for the neighborhood and it will be good to have things cleaned up. But the thing that I'm most worried about is, and this has happened four or five times in my neighborhood, is that a developers come in and they've taken these very small you know, my, I have an 800 square foot house. Most of the houses are like a thousand square feet in my neighborhood and they just plow them down and they stick a giant two story house in there mm-hmm. on the lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or they take the little house and they build a big second story. And I don't want a second story. I mean, I, <laughs> I just don't want anyone looking over in my backyard. You know, that's my little <laughs> private sanctuary. Like to keep it private. Uh, just like to work out there, sit out there, read my books. So we'll just have to... re- rest in the wheelbarrow, naked. <laughs> just, <laughs> just do some naked sunbathing in the wheelbarrow. Uh, well, well, we'll just have to see. We'll just have to see how it plays out. It is going to be a lot of construction around here yes. in the next couple of months. So I know that will bring noise and annoyances and stuff like that. But hopefully, my hope is just keep it one story. You know, do whatever you want. Fix it up. Mow down the blackberry bushes in the backyard. That would be helpful. And just just keep it a one story. So yes. we'll have to see what happens. So okay. it was on the market for four years? Yes, for four that's years. That's bad, isn't it? <laughs> that's bad. That's bad. Even I know that's not good real estate. No, but, you know, he didn't really do a lot to make the house attractive to buyers. He did mow the front lawn, but there was a lot of junk out front. I'm not really sure he wanted to move. And uh, but I, you know, I hope the best for him. Super nice guy. Uh, he's moving all the stuff out now. He asked me if I wanted a giant standalone freezer. 
<laughs> for all the dead bodies that you're gonna, you're gonna you find in your backyard freezer, and i explained to him i have a nice little freezer unit on top of my refrigerator and i have three ice cube trays in there and i'm fine <laughs> i really don't need a standalone freezer so oh. have you asked if he has a wheelbarrow because he might he might, he might. <laughs> Wow, the whole thing sounds like Fargo or something, Monica. <laughs> it is a touch of Fargo over there. Touch of Fargo. Okay. Well, speaking of neighbors, I feel like I owe a public apology to my downstairs neighbors. This is Sheila. I know I haven't been on in a while, but the last time I was on, I, I did um, compare my downstairs neighbor to, uh, well, the woman to Squeaky From. And... Um, <laughs> The and woman the gen- who tried to kill a president, yeah. And the gentleman I just described as a Wolfman Jack kind of figure. And I feel like I owe them a public apology before anything today because I got locked out of my apartment last week. And um, it, I was in a sort of a vulnerable state, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> and in, and I knew it was Fourth of July weekend and Lee and you'd be busy, and th- there'd be no one available to help me in. So I started sort of banging on my door very loudly, so so squeaky, so squeaky and Wolfman would hear me. And he came up, and he he basically not broke into my house. He showed me how to lift a little uh, antique mirror a window that was in the door, and I got into my apartment. And he and he he helped me. He <laughs> saved me. So um, I just wanted to say thank you. That's that's very that's nice of nice. you. Did you? Did, you don't have to reveal his name, but did you get his name? Uh, no. Or are you continuing no. to call him Wolfman Jack? But... No, I can't even look at him. Okay. I mean, that's the that's that's <laughs> I. And you know, it's just hard to humble myself in front of them. But I had to. I was locked out on Fourth of July weekend. <laughs> okay. okay, that so, was very hard. I mean, I've been in the house a lot, so <laughs> I don't go. I don't go out much. But I have, Leanne. I really wanted to uh, commend you on your story about the Urban Sweat Lodge. I'm I'm glad you shined a light on this kind of trend that's happening, especially in Pasadena where we live. Mm-hmm. There there are a lot of funky things going on around here. Um, that I think we need to be aware of. But I haven't been to the Urban Sweat Lodge, but I've been going to a couple stores, you know, faithfully for for many years. And one is Whole Foods, and I need to talk about something that's happening at Whole Foods. So, um, (laughs) Okay. 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 I would call it Whole Wine and Beer. I mean, I, I think we just just take off the word foods, and just put whole wine and beer, because that is what it is at this point. Now, we have the flagship store in Pasadena. It's a two-story Whole Foods. And I'd say the pretty much three-quarters of the upstairs is wine. Wouldn't you say, Lynn? I mean, it is a huge portion of it, wine, but uh, it's, you know, it's also chips. It's, <laughs> I would call it wine, beer, and gluten-free chips. Okay, all right. I agree with you there, Leanne. But lately, in the last two weeks, what they've done is they started moving the wine downstairs and putting it in, in very um, 
very strange places in the store. So I've, I just jotted down, I was there the other day, I just jotted down some of the pairings that they have in wine language, some of the pairings they have. So they basically slapped a huge wine cabinet, a huge display of wine next to these items. Okay. 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 (laughs) So basically now, and the the, the first three are understandable, peaches and wine. Okay. Mm. So peaches are in season. So they put a big wine display right next to the peaches. All right. I can see it. Okay. Cheese and wine go together. That is true. Um, Dried fruit and wine. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very few people go to the back of the Whole Foods where the dried fruit is. Do you even know where it is, Lance? No, I don't. I don't don't go there as much as you because I I don't buy that many gluten-free chips. (laughs) I have very few needs for that. Okay. So now they have dried fruit and wine. So they've just put a huge wine display in the back of the store, just in case you're trying to, you know, sneak out the back exit, you can get a bottle of wine. (laughs) Um, But, but, but upstairs is where they've gone crazy. Okay. So now they had a great coffee department. It's now coffee and wine. (laughs) Really? (laughs) So they, they they have wine. Wine is encroaching on everything. Mm -hmm. Now one of the big ticket items, the big sellers there is the kombucha which is just a joke. Kombucha, now kombucha and wine. Okay, just in case you don't get drunk enough on the fermented kombucha, you can take a bottle of wine and down it. Okay? Um, Sheila, Sheila, I'm very, I hate to say this out loud, but I think you're totally right. I think I have, uh, I've observed the same thing in my Whole Foods. I was there last night. And like at the end of every aisle, at the end there of was the aisle. there was a stack of wine. Yes. It's just like cases of wine stacked all over the place. Yes, Liz. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's- the last four pairings. This is where you know. This is where it just gets ridiculous. Kale chips and wine. Okay, land chips. Yeah. <laughs> Seen the kale chips? I've tried them. They're foul. The kale, <laughs> kale chips. Um, wow, that's shocking. Uh, Frozen meat and wine. Just shoved a a wine display right next to the frozen meat. Paper towels and wine. Okay. (laughs) Well, well, if it's red wine, you're going to need the paper towel. Yeah. I was going to wait for you to say like diapers and wine. Well, okay. My final item is my favorite: organic baby wipes and wine. So, Liz, you've noticed this, too. I I happened to be in the Whole Foods in Brentwood last night. And, like, every time you go to take a turn, there's a a stack of cases of wine there now. Yes. I was actually in the meat department just getting a little bit hamburger. Obviously, the other problem with Whole Foods is the people who shop there, right? (laughs) That's that's a, a situation. So I had a situation in front of me where the guy who was shopping... Uh, he was doing a custom order for every member of his family. So if you can imagine, uh, and he had like four little kids with him. So he's like, okay, Bobby, what kind of hamburger do you want? And and then he he would have the guy behind the counter, like how lazy do you have to be to not just buy a couple of pounds of hamburger and form it into patties (laughs) uh, yourself when you get home? 
<laughs> I mean, it was just, I couldn't believe it. He was like, could you make that into a patty for me? <gasps> so the guy behind the counter is like, yeah. And, you know, so 10 seconds later, it's a patty. And then <laughs> the and he's, at, he's asking things like, well, what do I need to put on this? And he's like, a little salt and pepper would be good. He's like, okay, salt. We'll have to get some of that. And, and it was just, and then he would like, a, okay, now could we have a sand, salmon burger for her? And could we have, we'll have the, all of these are separate transactions. I was completely going crazy, which is what allowed me to notice that I was also completely hemmed in by cases of wine. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. You are hemmed in. And like I thought I could make a, make a break for it and just go over to the sushi bar and come back while he was finishing his custom orders. Um, but no, there was too much wine blocking my egress, so I was trapped there. So I know. Well, well, Whole Foods, yes. So just, Leanne, I know you don't go there, but Monica, if you do, people listening, uh, just be prepared, you know, Um, because they they may encroach on that chip aisle, Leanne. I know. They, they, (laughs) God forbid, they encroach on the chip, the chip area because, um, but they are going for it at um, Whole Foods and Wine. Okay, the other store I go to on a daily basis is Target. And one of the joys of going to Target for me is just going there. You know, if, if it's hot outside, you can spend a couple hours in Target just wandering around, right? You can. I mean, you basically, once you get that big red cart, I consider myself under the influence. Right? <laughs> You know, there's, you are drugged, you are drugged in that store. And sometimes I just like to go up to the house where it's like the other day and stare at, you know, table runners for about 20 minutes (laughs) and fantasize about what would be like if I ever had a dinner party, (laughs) which I never will. And, you know, I like to look at table runners and, and different things um, in the store. Well, and, and be left alone because basically everyone at Target is working at the checkout. Wouldn't you say, Leanne? I mean, there are people at Target, there are, but the, Target is not a store where people are going to follow you and say, how can I help you? No. Yeah. There's no help there. There's no, no help. No, they're either checking in, out or restocking. And they, well, I guess they what? make that clear. Guess what? In the last two weeks, they've had some kind of marketing meeting where... <laughs> Or could you just be me, someone who enjoys spending 20 minutes in the table runner section? They, they, I've had several people come up to me in the last couple of weeks asking me, uh, can I help you with anything? Oh, and, wow. That is well, a change. That is a sea change. major sea change at Target. Have you looked suspicious in any way? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I look suspicious. Uh-huh. I think I'm doing what everybody else is doing, just spacing out yeah. and spending money on things that you don't think that you don't even know that you need. I mean, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you wander around and you pick stuff up. Um, so basically at Target, they are they are targeting customers now and they're going up to you and asking you. So I think you have to be ready with a response because no one goes to Target with a list of things that they need. <laughs> you just go to Target because you feel like going to Target, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I did it just a walkthrough. I did a walkthrough yesterday. Yeah, just... <laughs> yeah. So I just want to say to people going to Target, just be prepared with an answer. 
you know, um, <laughs> because there are, they're customer service now. They may come up to you and ask if you need any help. Okay, that's good. That's a cautionary tale. Sheila, good for you. That is, it sounds like you've been super busy then on your summer vacation. So let me- <laughs> I have, Lynn. Definitely. You should get a job as one of those mystery shoppers, Sheila. Like you can make a few extra bucks during the summer as a mystery shopper. Oh my gosh. It's, it's full time for me. <laughs> it's a mystery. It's a mystery to her. All right. Well, speaking of summer vacation next week, uh, I'm doing something I've never done before and I'm going to Comic-Con. I am taking Colin, my son, Colin and a friend of his for, um, 36 hours in San Diego, basically. Uh, Liz will be there for work. So there may be, there may be some crossover with Liz, but there may be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is something Colin's always wanted to do. We got some last minute passes. We had the opportunity to go. So I, I, found out that most people who go to Comic-Con make their reservations maybe years in advance, not weeks in advance. So I could only get a hotel room for one night. That's it. In all of San Diego. Uh, and um, we we are going to take the train. We're am tracking it down there, t- leaving from Union Station in Los Angeles Friday morning at 730, spend all day at the con, uh, go to our hotel room via the Comic-Con shuttle, which goes <laughs> goes to 60 area hotels, 24 hours a day, four days a week during the con. And then uh, we'll go back to the con on Saturday and then get on a train Saturday night at 9 p.m. back to Union Station in Los Angeles. So squeezing in a lot of time. But um, having never been, I thought, I, I thought, what would Monica Dolan do in this situation? You know, Monica, I know you spend most of your free time on TripAdvisor or, <laughs> you know, planning. Other, other just vacation travel websites. I like to get tips before I go. And I knew, like, it's overwhelming. When you look at the schedule, Comic-Con is four days of actually selling comic books. But now there's so much marketing built in around it. There are all these special events. There are panels all day long. There apparently it just spills out into the city of San Diego. So it's not just at the convention center. There are, you know, areas at different hotels and and uh, parks and things like that that are part of the con. And so I just felt like I needed to get a handle on it, that we would all have a better time if I had some idea of what was happening. So I looked at a bunch of these, like, you know, tips and strategies. That's what I Googled, like Comic-Con tips and strategies. And I was alarmed at some of them that came up. So Liz, I know you've been to Comic-Con. I want to mm-hmm. run a few by you. Okay. Um, because almost all of these from like Nerdy Girly uh, to, you know, Tech Men uh, mentioned how much um, it smells at Comic-Con, <laughs> that there is just an overwhelming stench. Is that the combination of 15,000 nerds in four days of a convention center just creates an incredible um, amount of body odor. Is that true? I mean, I, let's just say it would, it would not be one of my main takeaways from Comic-Con. I'm sure if you got trapped, like they have these long alleys in the convention center, you know, sections where the, the nerdier the product is, the more you might find that to be the situation. So when you get into the, let's just guess the figurines section of the con where people are buying, you know, very expensive, like Star Wars figurines and things, you might have a body odor situation in that (laughs) highly specialized product area. Okay. Um, But also it could be caused by the fact that people are wearing extremely elaborate costumes. So people are inside very hot, like, 
woolly costumes and things. So, the- oh, that's what it is. Yeah, you know, I mean, they made it sound like it was a wave, like it hit you like a wave. The smell. So, okay. Well, I have never experienced that, okay. but I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's impossible. I've All never right. been in the darker corners of the con where your son is likely to want to go. Okay. All right. Here's another thing. You know, everybody said wear comfortable shoes. That's a given because you, there's a lot of Comic-Con that is standing in line, standing in line for panels or screenings or signings. So I plan on doing none of that, but um, it's, <laughs> I still am going to wear comfortable shoes. But then several people mentioned no open-toed shoes. I'm be- just going to say you better go for the closed-toed shoes. Exactly, Why? Monica. Because they said the people in the, as they say it, cosplay no the cosplay that the costume Uh play like they're in those giant boots they just step on your feet all the time oh Oh. they're they can't really see and they're okay i can believe that there are a lot of people that just there's no way they can see through their costumes just sort of wandering and hoping they don't bump into too many people so that is a good tip that's a good tip okay i'm gonna share that with the world all right another one was you know they mentioned how terrible the food is inside the con so you know the backpack they had a whole list of items for your backpack snacks water hand sanitizer there was hand sanitizer Many, oh, definitely. Like, just Liam. keep sanitizing. That's what they said. And then the last one I found the most concerning: bring toilet paper because <laughs> oh, oh gross. I know. Oh. But I'm hoping that there are just so many. This was an event where there are more men than women. I think so. Uh, I'm hoping that the ladies' rooms won't be as bad as the men's room. But I, I don't know, Liz. I'm beginning to lose my steam. I well. Okay, let me just say about that. Yeah. A lot of times when I look at these people in their costumes, my first thought is, how do you go to the bathroom? Like, I, people are so, <laughs> so elaborately dressed and, like, you know, boxed and stapled and taped and, like, shrink-wrapped into these things. I, I think in the men's room especially, there must be some incredible scenes of people trying to get in and out of their costumes to try to use the facilities at all. Oh, so I can imagine... That's that, why it stinks. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine there might be some spillage uh, in the process of getting in and out of your costumes in there. The uh, I've never used the ladies' rooms in the actual convention center to see if the same thing is going on, but there there's a much smaller number of women. You're right. But uh, it, yeah, I would Imagine the bathrooms in general would be a scene just because how hard it is to get in and out of the get-ups that people are in. Well, that's it. Those were the like those were the survival strategies, and so uh, amongst many others. So I feel like we're ready. Uh, the kids are going to have their own backpacks. I'm we're you know I'm going to bring closed-toed shoes, hand sanitizer, and just a small thing of toilet paper. I think. <laughs> and you might not consider like a small face mask. You know? <laughs> That could be that could be a costume in and of itself, <laughs> and some la- and some latex gloves, the toilet seat covers. I know. I mean, really, once you start adding it up, you're going to be carrying. It said like, bring a backpack because you get a lot of stuff and you buy a lot of stuff. And I was like, no, I'm just going to have it stuffed with hand sanitizer and toilet paper. <laughs> That is really funny. Well, I think the train ride alone will be fun. I do too. Because people spend a lot of time just taking pictures of each other. It's about, you know, finding your people. And this is where the tribe converges. So people have a lot of fun together, no matter how 
smelly and awkward it may be. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And again, they said on the website, like, first of all, do not drive to San Diego. It's impossible to get around, but that you have to make reservations for the Amtrak because it's so crowded from LA. No walk-ons. So I made our reservations. I'm actually really looking forward to that. Once I secured the train reservations, I was like, okay, I can do this because it doesn't mean driving back and forth. So there we go. 36 hours at the con. That'll be me next weekend. (laughs) Wish me luck. Good times. Yeah. Okay. Good time. Well, this is Sheila again. I'm sorry I haven't been on in a while. I realized I messed up the order of our stories. It's okay. Should Don't I worry. just keep going? Yeah. Do you guys want to do your movie review now? No, no. no. Cozy okay. couch. Go for the oh, cozy couch. Okay, well, we got a request for the cozy couch. And, um, you know, I was online. I was on the Daily Mail online, which is a lot of fun. Um, and when I was on Daily Mail, it's all ads for different stories. And one of the stories that caught my eye was uh, 11, 11 fashion mistakes that make you look older. Oh. And when I clicked on, I realized the website is grandparents.com. Oh. <laughs> but I think some of these items apply to us. So let's get started. Okay. Number one, pastels and busy florals. Ooh. Now, um, that was a, they compare it to, um, pastels and busy florals, they compare to, uh, you know, Golden Girls, the series Golden Girls. <laughs> and they basically say, rather than do a busy floral, um, you should stick with jewel tones, deep reds, emerald greens, and sapphire blues, and a more structured look instead of flowy. Mm-hmm. Now, Monica... I have to disagree because your flowy dress at the wedding was a floral and it was, was very flat. That Damn was it. a yeah. floral. Yes. I thought that was very flattering. Thank you. I thought it was youthful. I didn't think it made me look grandmotherly. Um, it was not a pastel though. It was sort of a deeper, almost a jewel tone. So maybe that's what made it not so old looking. Right. Well, if you're nervous about color, they Stick to the jewel tones. Jewel tones, okay. Okay. The next fashion mistakes, of course, bras. We've talked about this a lot. 85% of us are wearing the wrong size. And 5% of the sisters um, are not wearing bras at all. That's that's me. I've decided... That would, that would be and 20%. I, I, I know you're a teacher and everything, but you're not 5%. Right, yeah. <laughs> I knew as soon as I said 5%, that was wrong. Good. Okay, good. We know. You meant one out of five. It's yeah. okay. One fifth. I, meant, I meant one out of five. Um, but um, no, I've given up wearing bras this summer. Who knows what will happen in the fall? Um, are you guys all set with um, good fitting bras at this point in your life? Yeah, I'm still struggling. Try to do the best. I still go out and buy like a new bra about every three months and it's not right. So I sent you the guide for bra fitting at home, Monica. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You might like that. I'll email that to you. Now now this one, mistake number three, cropped wide leg capris. Who doesn't love a wide leg capri, Liam? Me. It looks terrible. I hate capris. <laughs> I mean, they're Why well, just buy a full-size pant? I mean, we just buy pants that go to the floor. I don't understand I'm with you, Leanne. The I think they're much more flattering it just, on, on like 95% of women. Yes. Full-length pant. Yeah. I, I think if you're Audrey Hepburn or Jackie O, you can get away with the... Yes. 
with the crop wide like Brie. All right, let's move on. Um, twin sets. Now, it's ironic that the sister who wears twin sets is not on today. <laughs> but I think, I think a twin set looks great on certain people. I really do. Um, but they are saying instead of a twin set, you can opt for an interesting weave, like a waffle knit, and then push the sleeves up to show a cuff. Now, I think what? a big... <laughs> I, I think what you're basically taking a big sweater yeah. and putting a shirt under it, which I think is one of the worst looks ever. I do too. And, yeah. and uncomfortable, very uncomfortable land. Um, and they also say lose the coordinating scarf. <laughs> oh, so basically if you wear a twin set, you're not going to wear a coordinating scarf to go with it. That's too many clothes. Okay, mistake number four, jersey fabric. What? Mm-hmm. What yes. could be more comfortable than jersey fabric? Yes, they're ultra comfortable and affordable, Liz. Yeah. But when you're shopping for a special occasion, avoid wearing this thin, clingy fabric. Okay, well, for a special occasion, yes. <laughs> I, mean, I wear it like for the around the house loungewear. Right. Okay. right. Nothing beats jersey for cozy clothes. Okay, okay, Liz. All right, I'll I'll take it up with grandparents.com. Okay, I'm definitely guilty of this mistake. Always wearing black pants. I mean. I, I over rely on black pants. I'm a teacher. I mean, what are you going to wear? I mean, really, a black pants and a nice bulky, chunky sweater. <laughs> well, what, what do they suggest as an alternative yeah, to black pants? Because black pants make life so much easier than trying what, like red pants or do they have an alternative? Sheila? You wouldn't believe what their alternative is. Do Let's shoot it down. Let's shoot it down as soon as I say this. A line skirts. Okay. Oh, that's not flattering on anyone. Yeah, no. I don't know why. For the 5% of sisters who can wear A-line skirts. 5%. (laughs) Okay. Why do they keep Um, recommending A-line anything? I don't know. I don't know. Monica, uh, mistake number seven, overly sensible shoes. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best. (laughs) Don't get overly sensible. (laughs) Overly sensible. I know. Just wear unsensible clothes. (laughs) Well, it's it's interesting to me how much discussion on the Facebook page and on the show we've had about shoes lately. People's personal definition of what is sensible versus what is overly sensible. Your clogs, your born brand that you recommended last week, Monica. People are trying to be comfortable without looking overly sensible. It's that's a tough line to walk. It is. I think grandparents.com needs to appreciate that fine line that we're all trying to mm-hmm. straddle mm-hmm. here. Okay, so-called granny glasses, mistake number eight. Well, you're supposed to avoid the classic. Uh, reading glasses dangling from our from our turtlenecks, which none of us have. We 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 are not there yet. But um, I did opt for a thicker, sort of Ernest Hemingway style frame, um, and so I, I feel like I'm on. I feel like I'm on trend. Monica, what are your reading glasses like? Well, they're not on a chain yet, but there's some days when I wish they were on a chain. I know. I, 
I try to go for the smaller frames, but I have reading glasses, and I agree. The granny glasses at the end of your nose on a chain, very, very aging. I'm not going to do that. I don't care if I keep losing the reading glasses <laughs> and have to buy a new pair every month. Uh, I That's a very aging look. Those reading glasses down at the end of your nose, not good. Okay. I think uh, mistake number nine, we've all, we, we are not going to embrace this. They they say that missing out on tech accessories, so, you know, doing like a really cool looking iPhone cover will make you look less old. I, I, I mean, my iPhone cover broke. Now I have a broken iPhone. And I'm not... <laughs> I'm not going to go out and buy a festive bubbly cover. Anybody else have a festive bubbly cover? No, 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 no. Right, right. So we're shooting that down. There you go. There it is. I think we need to uh, resist this article (laughs) and wear what we want to wear. Except the thing about the cropped pants. No one, I can't. They are 100% right there. The middle of your calf is not flattering. <laughs> All right, Leanne. The, Sheila, maybe you could do your own list of like looks we should be embracing at this stage in our lives. So, I, will, I will work on that for next week. Yeah, provide a little advice because, you know, you are, we're all kind of in that range. I mean, Leanne, I know you're not 50 yet, nope. but it looms. But so you start to think about what is age appropriate and you really start to prioritize comfort. So you can completely go down the wrong road with that, that combination. So true, Liz. Yes. So true. I would say, ha- having spent some time with Sheila this summer, she is prioritizing comfort. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other day when I showed up and you had what, what like a long black skirt, uh, mm. jersey, I might add, but you were wearing it as a like a, a dress. <laughs> As like a crab, a sleeveless or yes, whatever. yes, a strapless. It was strapless like a dress. strapless a stra- dress, strapless midi. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you said I looked good. You did. <laughs> well, did, oh. you, did you have a coordinating scarf for anything to tie it all together? She so, had some oh, jewelry not, on. Nothing tying it together at this point, Liz. But <laughs> no, that's comfort. That's comfort, and that's um. Black, you know, uh, black is a new black. That's yeah. what I have today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, but, go ahead, Jill. No, that's it. Thank you for letting me uh, share. <laughs> okay, I just want to share one little fashion tidbit that I read about this week. In the New York Times, new fashion trend, scrunchies are back. Oh. Which oh. is good for us. Yeah. Scrunchies never went away for us, did they, Sheila? No, no. Except I did uh, purchase some new hair accoutrements this summer. Leon, you've been privy to my new uh, headband. Yeah. Look, <laughs> the knit headband, Monica, in jewel tones. <laughs> jewel tones to hide the gray while I'm uh, hibernating in my house. And um, the target. But, but no, who, who's, who's wearing scrunchies? So young girls and uh, young girls are back. Uh, They're embracing the trend of the 80s. There's even like this scrunchies or us Instagram account. Um, So go ahead, pull the scrunchies out. I still have a few left over from the 80s and 90s. So I'm going to start wearing them again. Um, 
That's what I love about you, Monica. You keep your makeup and your accessories for decades. <laughs> and my bras. <laughs> yes. And the bras. Still hoping one day I'm going to fit back into that. <clears throat> Leah, didn't you have a couple of product shout outs you wanted to do? Well, just, yeah, just a couple of products that I saw this summer that I've been enjoying. I love the Coca Cola cans with people's names on oh, them. Oh, I just saw the ad for that <laughs> in the movies last night. What a great idea. It's just a They're great dark- idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, buddy. We have just the like the family, like friend, buddy, soulmate. I love it. I don't know what you think, Liz, but but I, I feel like they're literally speaking to me personally, and that's the point. I think, and that's their goal exactly. So it worked. And the rare occasion when I buy like a six pack of Coca Cola, I I totally fell for that the marketing thing. And then, but here's something I I don't understand. Um, Taco Bell seems to be enjoying taking like one high calorie food and wrapping it in another. <laughs> Like, like they took yeah. a hash brown and they wrapped it in a breakfast burrito and then they took a burrito and they wrapped it in a quesadilla. Just leave the food alone. I mean, <laughs> don't. Yeah, so, you're thinking if you want both, you could buy one. You of You could buy you, both. Like yeah, it's, yeah. but also like just the hash brown is fine. That's delicious and high caloric and salty enough. It doesn't need to be wrapped in additional salt and calories and fat. <laughs> just, that seems to be their whole, like no one comes here and the food tastes bad. So we're just going to put two foods together <laughs> and see how that goes for us. See if that confuses them. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, Leanne, I'm just noticing as we sit here that right before we started recording the show, you posted a very cute Snoopy photo on your... I do follow Snoopy <laughs> on Facebook. It's your Facebook page. Yeah. Really? It just really makes me very happy to see. I get a day. I follow him on Twitter and on Facebook. <laughs> so you get a daily Snoopy yeah. photo. Yeah. And okay. doesn't that make you happy, that photo? Yes, it right does. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Love a little Snoopy. Okay, so this Monica, and I have been trying to go see that movie, The Fault in Our Stars, for the last three weeks. I had two attempts. Uh, one when I was over in bed. I was going to go see it on a Sunday night, but uh, Dick and Sue, brother and sister-in-law, invited me over for dinner so I couldn't pass up the opportunity. And then last week after work, I was like, I'm going to go see that movie tonight, The Fault in Our Stars. But I lost some steam after being at work all day didn't make it so yesterday it was warm in the afternoon getting prepping for my big wheelbarrow thing that I'm doing today Uh, and I thought you know I really want to go see a movie right now and I thought (laughs) about a five o'clock movie would be good so I started you know searching for movies in Portland that start at five and it is now 420 and I see I see this movie begin again and I thought that's it starts at five 420 just want to tell you I jumped in the shower I changed my clothes I made it to movie theater in time to see born again and Leon, I hear you saw the movie last night too I had the same sort of thing like Eric was working all day the kids were busy at like I looked at I was like hmm, I wonder if there's a movie starting now and I had wanted to see that film and I had same thing jumped in the car got there what'd you think okay so what is the name of the film it, again and it's who begin stars again it? begin it's, again go did ahead I say born again you did yeah okay I thought that was the name of the movie that's why I was searching <laughs> on the marquee when I got there I'm like what is the name of the <laughs> and again so Sheila it's the writer director is James Carney and he's the guy that wrote and directed once 
Okay. Oh, oh okay. Which, you know, almost no movie could recreate the specialness of once. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this comes pretty close. So it's about two singer-songwriters. They move to New York to launch his career. And the his in the movie is Adam Levine, the singer. Oh. So he's starring in his first movie or, you know, co-starring. And then she, the girl in the pair, it's Kira Knightley. Oh, I love Kira Knightley. Okay, good. Because I know people have some strong feelings about Kira Knightley. <laughs> like they either like her or they don't like her. Um, and I'm glad to say, I'm glad to learn that you like her. Um, so the story is Kira Knightley young, struggling uh, songwriter in New York, she meets Mark Ruffalo. And he is sort of this down-on-his-heels record producer. He started this record label, but he hasn't found anyone new in years. His life's kind of a mess. His wife's met him, left him. So he meets Kira Knightley, and he wants to produce a record with her. So one of the amazing things about the movie is Kira Knightley sings. Oh, yeah. I didn't know she sang. Well, neither did I. Um, She sings, and Leon, you saw it. Now, I would say, did you see Gwyneth Paltrow in that movie, Country Strong? I did. did. Yes. So I would say Kira Knightley sings about as well as Gwyneth Paltrow did in that movie. She doesn't have a huge, or, you know, as well as like Connie Britton sings in Nashville. Right. You know, she's not a singer, but her voice, the songs were lovely, and her voice was absolutely fine. And then they put this very cool band behind her, and she was fine. Um, I thought there was a little bit, there was some clunky acting. Um, I don't know how you felt about that. I thought there was a little bit of overacting on some of the the actor's part. Some of the scenes were a little bit clunky, but mainly it was just a very delightful summer. It's not quite a romance movie, but it is a romantic movie. There's a lot of music in it and some of it is great. And of course, Adam Levine sings in this final scene, he sings this amazing song. And when he starts singing, I thought, Okay, he's a singer. <laughs> right. That's exactly, that was the thing. Like, Kira Knightley wasn't bad, and I don't think she's going to go full Gwyneth on us. Like, I don't think she's going to start singing at every award show and stuff like that. <laughs> she said in interviews, no, this is it. I just, I'm never singing again. Um, but then when Adam Levine sings, you're like, holy cow. He I, was great. I, I loved it. I love the movie. Yeah, it's not exactly once, but it's close enough. If you enjoyed that, there's a lot less swearing in this. Uh, Mark <laughs> Ruffalo is sort of over the top a couple of times, but just all in all, I really enjoyed it. Just totally delightful two hours, and I thought it was fantastic. Great mm. movie. I'd say one of the stars of the movie was New York City. Yes, I mean, Sheila. Yeah. This, the scenes are amazing that they shot in New York. New York just looks wonderful. It's, you know, about being in New York in the summer. It just, there are some pretty tender moments in that movie. And the music is good. And, you know, that song by Adam Levine at the end is just, well, I cried. I know. I know. I know. He's, I mean, he can really sing and he was a good actor. And that was yeah. kind of a thing. He did a great job with that, I thought. No. And remember, we talked to the director of Once on Satellite Sisters, Sheila. You interviewed him. 
I did? Yes, you love that movie so much. I feel like you discovered that movie, and then we got him on, and he was the charming Irish guy, and he's so great. That's right. Yeah. No, you you spoke to him. And then in another freakish coincidence, um, (laughs) uh, you know, Keira Knightley had to go to a voice coach, and Liz, she went to our voice coach, Roger Love. You're kidding. No. Okay. When we st- first started. Got, 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 Yes. Liz and I. Right? Didn't he teach us to do that? Yes. We had to sing. We took some voice lessons. ABC set us up with like LA's top behind the scenes singing coach that they swore would help us on the air with some stuff. And I believe that he really did. And we would go there and Wilson Phillips was taking from him and all. We'd see right. singers go in and out, and Kira Knightley did time with our man Roger Love. Our love. That, so that is so funny. So we should all be friends with Kira Knightley. We should. <laughs> all well, I could think of though was John Ramos doing his really bad impression of Kira Knightley, like, <laughs> like you know, a bad endearing impression of Kira Knightley that sounded nothing like Kira Knightley. Sort of a just a Cockney accent. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Like in a male voice. <laughs> okay. All right, John. <laughs> well, you you had me at Mark Ruffalo, Monica. So. Okay, good. And I yeah. want to make sure everyone knows the name of the movie is Begin Again. Begin Again. You know, it's funny that you mentioned this because once the Broadway play is now touring and it's here in Los Angeles yeah. right now. And I keep getting notices about it and I'm really dying to go because I loved that movie so much. And I've heard from people that saw the Broadway version that it has as much charm as the movie did. So maybe as SoCal sisters, we can organize a little uh, outing to go see once the play. Yeah. I was thinking about that too. I know it's here for a couple of weeks. I keep getting the notices too. I really loved it. So yeah, this was close enough. Twice. Maybe we could call this movie twice because it's (laughs) close enough. Yeah. Close enough. Close enough. Okay. Monica, entertaining Monica. Thank you. Hey, Sheila, I was just thinking one thing I forgot to mention when we were talking about stores and trends. There is a new store on Montana. Uh Uh-oh. You know how every street has one cursed corner? Yes, yes. One location where no matter how hard they try, six months later, they're gone. And uh, so the one here on Montana that I've noticed is the storefront right next to the Keels store. And it's just been a series of restaurants in the, like, eight years that I've lived in this neighborhood. I can't even count how many restaurants have gone through that place. And most recently it was a pizza place that appeared to be doing a pretty good business. And then all of a, all of a sudden last week it was just gone. They just didn't, there's no explanation. They just put up a closed sign and the brown paper goes up over the windows and we're out. So, but last night I was walking down Montana, uh, walking Ferris and there's a new, um, concept restaurant going in there oh no Liz and I I can't even pronounce the name which I think is always a bad marketing decision (laughs) because if you spell your restaurant name in such a weird way that people don't know how to pronounce it they won't know how to tell their friends about it right do you just word of mouth sort of depends on being able to pronounce the word. <laughs> so that's just fun. That, I'll just pass that. That's free marketing advice 101. But here's, so the new concept going in there, it's just called Superfoods, and it is vegan, non-GMO, gluten-free foods to go. 
Superfoods. Okay, super. But it, it that is not the name of the store. Super. No, Foods. the name of the store is K Y E S. So you 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 tell me how you would pronounce that. Yes. Does it stand for something? Oh, that is so bad, Liz. Is it some kind of vegan code? I do not know. Is this like the way gluten-free people speak to each other? That K Y E S. I think it's a cult. I think it's it's a cult, Liz. Um, <laughs> but okay, okay. Uh, yes. Okay. So, so Lee and I knew you and and Julie last week on the show had a lot of breaking blueberry news mm-hmm. so yeah i i'm assuming that any restaurant that where their whole concept is superfoods a lot of it will have to be blueberry based <laughs> blueberry yes so i would have named the joint like blueberries to go blueberries <laughs> and more and instead of k-y-e-s what k-y-e-s maybe it's pronounced keys <laughs> But then, then why wouldn't you spell a key? Oh, wow, Liz, that's going to be, well, that's going to fail. I mean, it's going to fail because that is a cursed corner. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Remember where it used to be Grateful Bread? Oh, that place was, Grateful Bread. And again, that every shop that's gone in there has tried a high concept that hasn't worked. Yeah. Yeah, Grateful Bread in a neighborhood where nobody eats carbs of any kind. <laughs> <laughs> so these superfoods might actually work if they had a name you could pronounce. So, all right, you'll, next time you're in the neighborhood, Jill, you'll have to check that out. Well, good luck, KYES. Good luck. <laughs> all right, we should wrap it up here. I just want to remind people that I have been posting some interviews with some really fun authors. Uh, you can find those at the Satellite Sisters website. You can find them at our iTunes feed or on Stitcher. Uh, I just talked last week to Cindy Shupak from Sex in the City. and That come- was super fun, Leanne. Thanks, I, Liz. I really, really enjoyed listening to that. She is, you two had a lot of fun together, which is great. And she's just is like just a really interesting, nice, fun person that you feel like you could just have have brunch with Cindy Chupac and you would have loads to talk about. Right. right. And that, you know, that's probably why Sex in the City was so successful because, uh, you know, it tapped into a lot of people and she was uh, the executive producer on that and has won um, Grammys and Golden Globes or Emmys and Golden Globes for her work on um, her work on Modern Family. And uh, she's writing a new pilot now uh, based on this book we talked to her about. So Life is a Wife. So that was fun. And then this week I have Claire Cook coming up who's been on the show before, but she has a whole new book about about reinvention. It's a nonfiction title. So I'll be posting that on Wednesday. Again, a really fun, fun interview. So, and then I'm doing a couple more, uh, by the end of July. So there you have it. Great. Anybody else have anything going on before we head out? Uh, I'm going around the world. Okay, good. Not, not till next week. So okay. this week, just just going down to the con, All right. which, which feels like another world, but isn't. It's only San Diego. <laughs> All right. I'll see you at the con, Liz. Uh, all right, Monica, have a good a good time with your wheelbarrow this week. Thank you, Liam. All right. And then, Sheila, you take it easy. <laughs> don't worry, Liam. I will. I knew it. All right. Don't forget, call your satellite sister. <laughs>